This is Barbara with Canna Girl Speaks Podcast. My voice, your voice. everybody this is Barbara with the Canna Girl Speaks podcast and I always open up thanking everybody that has supported the Canna Girl Speaks podcast if you watched it if you've listened to the, the podcast thank you so much for supporting the podcast and um, it's been a while since I recorded a new episode but I'm thankful that I'm here this evening and I'm actually thankful for to have my two guests on this evening because we are in um, the end of the month of uh celebrating not celebrating but the breast cancer awareness month and so i wanted to bring on these two guests to talk about a little bit about um their journey and so without further ado i want you to introduce to those that are watching on youtube and those that are listening um we have De- De- deanna hernandez mm-hmm. and then we have felicia hicks hall excuse me <laughs> hall <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome ladies thank you for coming on the canon girl speaks podcast so why don't you tell the listening audience those that are watching um who uh, felicia hall is and who deanna hernandez is okay. um felicia hall 52 a mother that i personally gave birth to five but <laughs> i have six other kids that i claim so totally 11 18 grandkids total. 18. Um, Fixing to have another one next month. Um, Just a person that just loves God. That's mainly who I am. Semi-person, people person. I like people, but, you know, I I, I just like people that are real. So um, phony people, I pick up on them quick so I'm just not interested I'm I, that's just me um just like to be real uh, be truthful and honest that's who I am okay Deanna I am Deanna Williams Hernandez <laughs> and I am a mother of three Christopher Amandre and Jalen Minkins I have three grandsons Adrian Baston uh, Draylon Minkins and Dax Minkins and I have one daughter-in-law Brandy Minkins I am 52 years old. I have a twin, Diana McBride, and I was born and raised in Corsicana. Uh, I am a member of the River of Life Church in DeSoto, Texas, which is my leadership is under Bishop Robert Nichols, Jr. And I am uh, a NCSO <laughs> officer. Yes. So I work at the jail <laughs> and I am a proud employee to be there. Yeah. Love everybody. I am a people person, but I know who to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies, I wanted to bring you on. Um, we, like I said, we are in uh, the month of October, which um, is a month that they have designated as Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I wanted to bring um, bring some some people, some ladies on to talk about their journey. And so I was so glad when, when I asked them and they accepted um, the invitation to come on to the Canada Girl Speaks podcast to talk about their journey. And so ladies, um, thank you again for coming on. Cause I know sometimes people don't want to share their journeys, but I'll just say thank you for, you know, coming on and to talk about your journey. So why don't you tell those that are watching and those that are listening, um, you know, just the, from um, discovering you had breast cancer and just that, because my whole thing about this particular episode is I want uh, I want our women, our young ladies to be empowered, you know, to know about, you know, 
you know, the signs, you know, and all, and just to know the resources that you have. That's the reason why I wanted to have this episode. So why don't you kind of share a little bit about, you know, your journey from the beginning and, you know, your experience and just, you know, anything to help those that are watching and those that are listening um, about, you know, breast cancer and, and, and all that. So who wants to go first? Uh-huh. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> well, um, for me, um, uh, in 2019, the first part of 2019, I was just going through a lot of stuff. Uh made a life choice to follow God. And in, in that, I had to lose everything, my home, um, first love, um, everything at the age of 45. So um, uh, it was kind of tough. And so um, I was getting ready to quit my job. Uh, I, was, I was there like four years and was getting ready to quit my job. And so uh, I started having pain. I worked a lot of overtime, so I knew it was something going on when I, I started not having energy. I had no drive, no will. And I was like, okay, something's going on. I thought, okay, maybe you're not eating right because you're going through everything you're going through. But then my breast, my um, actually it was my left breast that was hurting so bad that I literally had to just like hold it because it, the pain was just so much, um, so hard for me to bear. And so finally, um, like I said, I was dealing with life crisis and um, I knew the pain because my younger sister, that's a year younger than I am, she had breast cancer. And one thing that stuck out for me when she said she found out that she had it is that her breast would hurt. And then when she went, they told her, no, cancer does not hurt. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of stuck in my mind why, you know, clutching the breast. But I didn't want to deal with it because I was dealing with life. And my daughter-in-law and my sister kept, you know, telling me, okay, you need to go get this checked out. And I was like, nah, they want to because I'm dealing with this. I don't want to deal with that. You know, I kind of had it in the back of my mind. I kind of knew so I finally decided to go to Magano. Went to Magano, told her, you know, you having breast problems, you know, having pain. She did the examination. She said, oh, no, cancer don't hurt. She said, you just, you know, menopausal. And so that's what you're dealing with. Okay, immediately after I left, because I didn't accept what she said. I mean, she's a good doctor and everything, but I just knew my body. Mm-hmm. And so immediately after leaving her office, I called and scheduled my mammogram. Went in for my mammogram several times before, you know, they found fat. And it was like, oh, well, we see something. And when they said that, I was like, uh, you know, just another false, you know, mammogram. Let me go do this 3D mammogram and then we're going to be done. When did the 3D it was like, uh, well, we need to do a biopsy. And I'm like, okay, hmm. biopsy, okay. So go do the biopsy when I go do the biopsy. They chip you when you do a biopsy. So that became painful. August 1st. But before August 1st, I'm the type of per- person, if people call me and I don't know your number, I'm going to put you on block. (laughs) And so this weird number called me, and I was like, I don't know this person. So I put it on block. And the number just kept calling. I'm like, okay, did you not see that I put you on block? 
But then they were leaving voicemails. And I was like, one day I was like, huh. August 1st, 2019. I said, let me call this number back. And I called the number. It was the doctor that did the biopsy. He's like, um, Miss Hall, is this Felicia Hall? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I've been trying to get you. And I'm laughing because I was like, I put you on block. I didn't, yeah. You know, I'm just laughing. He's like, well, we just want to let you know that the biopsy came back. You have cancer. And I'm still laughing. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And, you know, I'm just laughing because I'm still thinking, okay, I put you on block. And you said it all. So immediately when he got the phone, my first instinct was to start crying. But as soon as I started crying, I dried up tears because I'm kind of a tough person. I've been through a lot of stuff, so crying is not my big thing. So anyway, um, my daughter-in-law and my sister was the only one that knew about me, you know, doing the mammogram, doing the biopsy. So I called my daughter-in-law, and she's like, uh, what's up? And then I was like, it's positive. She's like, and she started crying. When she started crying, I wanted to cry. I was like, no. She's like, she couldn't, didn't know what to say, but her yeah. grandmother had had cancer, so her grandmother kind of talked to me. So I avoided my sister. Mm -hmm. um, my sister was working in the same town. She didn't live in the same town. So I kind of avoided her, which I was seeing her like maybe two or three times a week. I, I just avoided her because I didn't want to let her know that I had cancer. And so... One day she, you know, needed me to come to the store and I went. And then so when I went to the store and she was doing something, she, she was like, well, how did the biopsy come out? And I just looked at her. When I looked at her, she started to cry. I said, no, mm -hmm. don't cry. Yeah. I said, don't cry. I said, this is, I don't want, don't, mm -hmm. I don't want nobody crying. Yeah. And so she kind of understood because she had went through cancer. Yeah. And so... Being that, I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't want to tell anybody about the cancer because I didn't want nobody crying because I wanted a positive vibe. Yeah. And I felt the less people that knew, the less people would feel sorry for me. I didn't want to feel sorry. I wanted to, you know, go through the process yeah. like I needed to go mm -hmm. through the process. So, so, Deanna, what about you? What about you as far as you, your well, experience? I start, like I say, I was... 2021, I went and got my annual checkup. And Dr. Davis, I was laying on there getting my exam and she felt the knot, which I was surprised because I always do my breast in the shower. Mm -hmm. And where it was located at, I guess it was just hard to feel it because mm -hmm. it's actually sitting on the bone on my left, uh, the lower part of my left breast. And when she said it, I didn't panic. I didn't ask why. I mean, you know, I didn't go into a pity party. Yeah. And so she said, we want you to do a mammogram, which I did three days later. This was in 2021. And I did the mammogram. They called me right back pretty much the next day. Uh, and so I, they left a voicemail because I missed the call. And she said that the mammogram came back negative. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. So I was uh, monitoring it between last year and this year. And every time I think I would drink, I think the water supply had went kind of low during the pandemic, the uh -huh. second sprout of it. And uh, so I was drinking mainly ocean spray. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. So when the when I found the, the uh, lump up, I said, I drank too much ocean spray. Yeah. So I find myself trying to drink water. Mm -hmm. Then it go down. And then when I started working, where I'm working now, I was drinking zero sugars. And I noticed that it stayed down. I said, okay. So then, like I said, when I heard 
Bishop Nichols, which is Mother Carolyn Nichols, preached that Sunday. She confirmed that it could happen. Yeah. She said the doctor told her that it was up and down, sugar intake. So all last year, I'm like, oh, it's just sugar See? intake. Watch your sugar. Don't, you know, so I wasn't trying to eat no Frosty Flakes. <laughs> I wasn't trying to eat no oatmeal. <laughs> nothing to add that sugar, sugar to, to it. Yeah. And even I was doing it with Jalen because he loves sugar and he'll pile it up on there. I'm like, you ain't eating cereal. You eating sugar. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, that went on for a whole year. And I even took pictures of it because I wanted to show her this is how it looked when it's up. Uh So this year, 2022, I went for my wellness checkup. And I think that day it was just a little up. And so she felt it again. And I said, well, Dr. Davis, I said, if it go up and down, what is it? She said, well, if it go up and down, it's not cancerous. She said, I want you to go and set up your mammogram. I did that. Well, in the same day when I went and did my mammogram, they told me to go into another room to do a sonogram. Mm-hmm. So when they the the first one that did the sonogram, she said, I want a second person to look at it. So I can't remember his name. He came in. It was a male doctor. And he did the sonogram. And he looked at it. And, and you can kind of sense that something is not right. Mm-hmm. You laying there and mm-hmm. they go, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. uh. <laughs> so I was like, okay. The whole time in my mind, I always... Say, Lord, I trust you. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to begin to just repeat that in my mind, like, okay, whatever it is they seeing, and I'm looking, but I can't, you know, yeah. we don't know what we're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, We're not gonna guesstimate. Let's go in for a biopsy. So I went a week after that to do a biopsy. And like you said, it it hurts. And I ain't gonna lie about that. <laughs> it it literally hurt it. And so they did that, and they said, we'll give you a call back. And they called me two days later after that, I believe. And I, I the voicemail, she had to leave a voicemail. So the <laughs> the lady said, this is so-and-so, so-and-so. The lady, uh, when you call back, ask for the doctor. She didn't want the nurses yeah. to tell me. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked for her. And I remember standing up in my living room, and my son was in his bedroom, Jalen. And when she told me it's cancerous, I did not, like, panic. Only thing I said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. I, I called my twin, Diana, and I said, P- I have to say how I said it. Pee-wee, they said it was cancerous. I said, what are we going to do now? And she said, who do you want to tell first? I said, let's tell all the sisters. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> I said, let's tell all the sisters. And then she said, well, how you want to tell Jalen, Christopher, and Jalen, I mean, Dre? And I said, okay, we're just going to take one step at a time. We told we was on Zoom call. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at all my sisters. Mm-hmm. And I remember soon as, because Pee Wee is more like our secretary. Mm-hmm. She can take notes. Don't forget none. I'm like, girl, how can you do that? But <laughs> she is, I mean, she can get the information across just like the doctor said. Even yeah. the doctors told her, told me when she she went to all my appointments with me, it, when I got prepared to go to uh, to start doing my chemo. So she would take all the notes down because like me, I have to record it yeah. to remember. So when we got ready to tell the sisters, they, she was talking first and she was like, well, we called y'all to tell. Well, when she said that, everybody looking, you know, like, yeah. what is it? So when she told them, I'm like you, mm-hmm. they wanted to cry. And I said, hold on. I said, I don't want y'all to cry. Yeah. So Diana was like, 
when we got off the phone with them, she kind of called me back and was fussing at me. She said, you can't tell us not to cry. Yeah. I said, I don't want y'all to cry. It's no hope. Yeah. Right. I said, because I'm trusting God through this. Yeah. I said, no, I know y'all going to cry, but I hadn't got to that point yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, then we moved on. <laughs> we moved on to call, you know, my mom and my auntie died in the same year. And my auntie passed away with the liver, mm-hmm. the bone, and the cancerous altogether. And we had like a short notice to even do that grieving part. Yeah. So I, that was in my mind, like I'm fighting this for my Amy. Mm-hmm. So when we called the cousins, my auntie's kids, to tell them, Pee Wee told them. So they was calling one at a time, different days. And and I was like, one of my cousins, she crying. She couldn't even get it out because they didn't know what to expect when they called mm-hmm. me. But Pee Wee was telling them, it's okay to call Pumpkin because mm-hmm. she's in good spirit about this. Yeah. And so Laura, which is going through it now, she said, she told me, she said, because you're going to have some bad days. Mm-hmm. When you get off to yourself, yeah. when you feel lonely, you're going to have that. But I told myself, I said, I'm not going to have no lonely days. I am going to keep good spirit up. Mm-hmm. Because my mind thinking was, people, we done fought corona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, they said that was dead. Yeah. Deadly. My mom died with it. Mm-hmm. With it. Because my dad said, we don't die of nothing. We die with it. So she died with it. So in my mind, I was thinking, if certain people done live through that, I can live through this. Amen. So when we told my kids... To my knowledge, they didn't cry. Jalen, everybody have to know Jalen. <laughs> so Jalen is, when when I told him, I said, Jalen, you know what we believe. Mm-hmm. I said, we not going to, you know, mama going to get through this. Yeah. When I told Christopher, I said, Christopher, mama going to get through this. Dre kind of was like the softie. Mm-hmm. Mama, what what if? Ain't no ifs. Yeah, we going to get through it. So that whole process of getting prepared, talking to the oncologist and them, I was in good spirit. I mean, to be honest, no days have I had to say, why me, Lord? Because yeah. he told me, he said, I'm going to use you for the glory. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use you for this purpose so other people can say, I didn't, for right now, I got one more treatment, but the stuff they said you was going to have, mm-hmm. I ain't had none of that. Because every day when I got home, and it's just, you know, the only thing that I said, I said, I'm not going to. Go through none of this. I'm going to go through strong. And I said this to the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, I know you're not going to bless me. This this is me. I just started at the jail. Mm-hmm. And I just came into a new relationship. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Lord, I know you're not going to bless me with this for it to get taken away this short wow. time. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to try. And I have to say this, like, I was at church the Sunday before I started my first chemo. If everybody know how the river op- operates, we we on a whatever. If the Lord say run, we going to run. If he say yeah. walk, walk. <laughs> and that particular Sunday before I started my first chemo, the Lord had me to walk in the sanctuary while the service was going on before Bishop even got up to preach. And I walked. He said, walk three times, make a lap and don't say a word. And I did exactly that. But at the end, I just started saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to mm. trust you. Bishop got up and preached about the seven men walking around the wall Mm -hmm. and said the first three rounds, he had them to walk. He said, don't praise him. Don't say a word. He said, just walk in silence. And that was my confirmation that he gave me was like, God, I'm going to go through this and not complain. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through this and I'm going to do. And I told the doctors, they, they, they laugh at me, but I told him, I said, listen, (laughs) I said, 
I'm putting y'all in God's hand. Mm-hmm. And so I'll back everything, you know, people like, I ain't going to do that with the, what the doctor say. But I told him, I said, I'm going to trust y'all because mm-hmm. I don't put y'all in, in God's hand. But that's how the process went. Like, yeah. I'm, I can't, I, everything that I know I don't have no control of, I don't stress about yeah. it. I just go through it or the Lord will figure out how a way to get it, get me out of it. Mm. And that's just how, that's how. So even when I told the captain and lieutenant, I told lieutenant first because she's a yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. I said, lieutenant, I got to come up there and tell you something. And I told her, and we was crossed the desk, and she was like, oh. I said, no, yeah, no, right, right. no. She said, is it anything? And they have been so supportive of me. The captain calls me all the time saying, Deanna, is it anything that we can do? Deanna, is it anything we can do? And I'm just like, my support group is amazing. That's from my right. family support group, from my job support group, from my relationship support group, friends, me, just every, even at my church, my yeah. church family. And I was like, I had to get myself prepare for this because I've always been that one to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and treat Latresa Hervey said pumpkin when people want to help you let, let them help you let them help you it was That's confirmed right. Sunday Bishop just came up to me and said I know it's hard I know it's an adjustment but let people do what they want to do That's right because I have never been in my kids never seen me sick yeah so it was like a fight but I, I'm gonna say this even when I started chemo I, I let Bishop bless the oil. And every time I would get out the shower, I would use that oil like lotion. Mm. And I said, God, <laughs> whatever I'm going through, let it be abnormal to what people say for me yeah. to expect. So I never, I, all my hands, my feet, never had the neuropathy. Yeah. Never had no pain. Never had no real sickness. Nothing. And I, I'm like, I want this to be something where I can really tell people, go Get your checkups. Go mm. do what the doctors tell you to do. Yeah. Because I said, Lord, you bless them in this field. Give them the knowledge to where it can help me. Yeah, We got to trust people. Yes, we trust God, but we really got to trust people that we put our lives in. That's right. In the hands. And I just, it, it was, this process has been so easy for me. Yeah. So you had you had double mastectomy, right? I had a double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. But you had no chemo and no radiation. No chemo. My, my cancer is um, DCIS stage three, um, ductal carcinoma in situ. It's where the cancer was in the milk duct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was no... It, I had no I, only option I had was mastectomy mm-hmm. and it was in the right and I chose to take both of them because I didn't want to go through it again yeah and so you just you're, yeah. you're in your last treatment but you won't have to do any no it's no my ready. first treatment started August the 1st and they on and I had it every three weeks and it was in the they said it wasn't great and uh, stage is two different things. Yeah. So they was always calling mine grade. Yeah. And it was grade three. Grade three is the highest you can get in a location. Okay. So I, I, when they said that, it could have moved. Yeah. From last year when she said it wasn't, it was negative. Mm-hmm. The devil wanted me to get mad. Because mm-hmm. everybody was like, girl, I sued him if I was you. <laughs> but the Lord reminded me, he said, I took you from a whole year, mm-hmm. and it didn't move. Didn't move. And I said, okay, now now I'm yeah. straightening back up because yeah. now I'm listening to people saying, yeah. girl, I'll be mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in that second, in that same breath, the Lord said, but I kept you a whole year. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. And, but they said it was only a grade three in that one spot. 
And that's why they said they was going to do the chemo first so it can stop, shrink, shrink and won't mm-hmm. spread. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So she's almost done with that. She has one more, one one more, more treatment, treatment and no chemo. I did a treatment yesterday. That was my fifth one. And then the sixth one is the last one. Yes. And then they'll do surgery. So why don't you just kind of share... Just kind of share with those that are listening, you know, the, the importance of, like you said, getting your checkups, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. And for us as women, you know, not to be afraid of our bodies mm-hmm. and all that, you know, that's just that's very important for us. Yes. And and like I say, it's it's very important. People now, even men, they they afraid to go to the doctor because yeah. they're afraid to get bad news. Yeah. But the sooner you get it, the better chance that you don't have to go through the whole lengthy thing. Yeah. And I was blessed to, like I say, the the whole year. But I, I every year I would go go and get my exam. Mm-hmm. So it's important to get an exam so you can keep up with your body because yeah. some things will sneak up on you. Yeah. You don't even body have to, changes, yeah. like she was saying, you don't even have to feel a pain. To even realize something is there. Yeah. And by the time you say, oh, I'm not, you way too late. Yeah. And then yeah. you get stuck or mm-hmm. you somewhere and all of a sudden you get sick and you don't even know what it is. Now they got to go and treat everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's important to get your exams yearly. Yeah. Don't wait every two years. Mm-hmm. And to get your mammogram is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Stay up on it. Yeah. I say it's very important to be in tune with your body. body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Know yes. your body. body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, if anything is off in your body, you you know personally first yourself. Yeah. Because nobody can tell you anything about your body but, but you. you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. know your body first and foremost. And it's okay for, you know, some, some people have, it's okay to listen to other people's stories, mm-hmm. but... Don't stick to their story. Mm-hmm. You have to have your own, own story, story. Yeah. because what might work for one may not work for the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, myself, personally, I felt that the less people that knew, the better I would be because I didn't want anybody to feel pity for something that right. I had to go through. Yeah. It was necessary that I had to have <laughs> yeah. cancer. Yeah. So. It was something that I had to go through. So I don't need you to pity me for something that I have to go through. And I didn't want, I wanted positive eyes. Yeah. When you have negative eyes, it caused your cause you to be sick. Mm-hmm. It caused you to be stressed. Mm-hmm. And then the enemy is talking to you because of all the negativity around you. Anything happens, if if it's cancer, diabetes, whatever it is. Find people that are positive, mm-hmm. yeah. that will stay positive with you, that will help you get through whatever that you're going mm-hmm. through. That's right. And it's crazy. It's not crazy, but that's the word we use. But it's crazy you saying that because uh, I have a sister at church that before I even came about with this, she called me, I think it was in no, end, of the, oh, end of November or December, and she said, Sister D, she said, I, I I have to call you. She says, she, you was one that I know would be my prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. And she called me with stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy how God had me the words, had me the prayer, to me how we prayed together. She kept me updated on everything. This is in December. Every time she would go get her treatment, she'll call me the next day, say, sis, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm doing. This is what happened today. Yeah. This All this time, and then here it is, Come May, I get the yes. so the law was saying that you remember what you told me. Mm-hmm. Because right. I, I was like, sister, we gonna get through this. Yeah. Yeah. She came in one Sunday in church and she had a head wrap on, 
And of course, I urged her at my church. And as soon as I sat down, she started texting me. And she said, sis, I'm losing my hair. And the only thing I could tell her, but you better rock that bald head. That's right. So the next Sunday when she came to church, she come in there with her bald head. I said, uh-huh. girl, you good. So everything that I was encouraging her to do, the Lord reminded me, you said, you got to encourage yeah. yourself. Uh-huh. And that's, and it's, you know, I don't, I, I thank God for the support group I have. Yeah. It's so crazy how many people like, and, and I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't have to do nothing. Yeah. And and it's it, it's just people calling me by stuff they and that's why the Lord says share your share your testimony. Share it. Uh-huh. Let people know, hey, I'm going to chemo. Yeah. And and ha- have that smile. It wasn't mm-hmm. nothing fake that I was yeah. doing, but it's the whole time was saying, I remember what you took what yeah. I told him. Yeah. I'ma be faithful. Yeah. And I'm gonna trust him through the process. Yes. And it makes it so much easier because people that don't believe God that's when it gets hard because you don't have nobody to go to. Yeah. But when you got a relationship with God right. and you done told somebody else and I told people this, I can't faith walk and doubt him at the same time. That's right. And he constantly remind me that. So I hadn't doubted him and I always say, I'm getting through this and yeah. here I am, got one more treat. I ain't had no signal. What I have had was a weight gain. I yeah. gained six pounds. I tell him all the time that scale is good. Y'all got to do something that scale, baby. But well, yeah, it's, it makes it easier when you really trust God. Well, all ladies, right. I just want to say thank you um, for just taking the time out to come on the, the Can Girl Speaks podcast. I have enjoyed, you know, you know, just listening to you. You have not You have really encouraged me. You've empowered. I know you've, empa- you've empowered others that are listening and watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I'm sure that any if you need them to, you know, share their stories with you, y'all call them, you know, and reach out to them because I I know that they would be uh, do a good job of just sharing their their experience. And so um, I always give my guests an opportunity to give a shout out. So anybody to give a shout out to, like I said, thank you for coming on. So why don't you give a little shout out? Well, I, me personally, I just thank God because without Him, I wouldn't have been able to go through any of the things that I went through. Okay, Deanna. I want to give first to God because he have kept me in my right mind. (laughs) And secondly, and a whole lot of shout outs, mainly to my sisters. They have been there for me, especially Diana. (laughs) She have went through work and write scripture, I mean, whatever it took for me to get started on this journey. My church family, the River of Life Church, my cousinhood. From my job, oh, I thank God for Navarro County Sheriff Office Woo-woo. Department, yes. Captain York and Lieutenant <laughs> Woodall. They have been so amazing. My job before, I'm, i only been there since February. They told me they was going to do a donation, a fund, fundraiser. And it was so amazing how much they raised just for little old me. <laughs> and yeah. Captain calls me all the time. Hernandez, is it something that you need? Is it something that we can do? So I really want to give a shout out to them. Things that and the story ain't really been told yet. Yeah. And then just just all around community has really been my support. I have amazing support group. Don't forget about your class out, your classmates. Class 89 yeah. in the <laughs> house, baby. Y'all are my girls, yeah. my, my classmates, yeah. all of them have really, they yeah. really surprised me on the luncheon. And yeah. We, 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 I'm good. Mm-hmm. All the way around. I'm good. All right, ladies. Well, thank you. Um, thank you again for coming on the Cannon Girl Speaks podcast. And for those that are um, that are watching and support the Cannon Girl Speaks podcast, thank you always for just listening and watching. And um, y'all continue just to keep 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 doing what you do. And with that being said, I'm gonna say thank you, and we'll have y'all have a great week and a great evening. Have a good night. 
this is a Legacy Recording Studio production.